Welcome to the PreparedX podcast, your complete source for crisis, emergency, business continuity and security preparedness interviews, news, and much more. Now, your host, he creates chaos for a living, Rob Burton. Hello, and welcome to episode 104 of the PreparedX podcast. I'm your host, as always, Rob Burton. And uh, before we get started today, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by First Look. First Look is a customized crisis simulation exercise service by PreparedX. We design it, you deliver it. See more details at preparedX.com dot com slash first look um okay on to today's podcast today i'll be discussing 10 reasons organizations fail at crisis management um, i think we've done one of these in the past um so probably several years ago now so just uh doing a couple of updates to uh, some of the some of the issues are very similar so if you did listen to a podcast or read one of our blogs on this topic many years ago then um, you'll probably remember some of these but good reminders if you are listening again and uh, obviously great content uh, if you're listening in for the first time so what I'd like to start off with really is not having, number one, is not having a crisis management plan um, will create unnecessary chaos. So it's it's really about all about the planning. Um, and that's what really helps us be able to respond to crises in the first place. So uh, one of the big reasons organizations you know struggle uh, is because they've not done much of the planning. So if you if you build your planning around a crisis management plan, then it really puts you in a good place in terms of uh, not being um, as confused and not being as chaotic during uh, the response phase. Um, that that'll make your life a lot easier. So um, if you can, uh, you know, start there, uh, then your life will be much easier. So number one, not having a crisis management plan will create unnecessary chaos. So um, start the development of the plan now, and if you need hand, a hand with that, uh, certainly feel free to reach out. Um, we review plans all the time as part of our service here at PreparedX. The second one is without a crisis leader, you will falter. So having someone that leads is extremely important. Uh, someone who makes the decision based on all the information that they're being fed in from their teams is really important. So that hierarchy uh, and having a decision maker at the top and not, and not having multiple decision makers where you end up going in different directions um, and free free rolling, if, as they say, um, you know, becomes problematic. So if you can have one leader at the top and then all that information gets led through uh, a command system System, um, the incident command system being one great uh, one, one great system that you could utilize um, if you want a, a leadership uh, process for that. So again, um, you know the, the second one here is without a crisis leader, you will falter. The third one, not understanding who your stakeholders are. This is a really big one, uh, and this one comes up quite often um, in our after-action reports when we run uh, tabletop exercises as well as uh, functional and full-scale exercises. And it's really um, maintaining um, or understanding initially who your stakeholders are. So who are those critical groups or individuals that are going to be there uh, or you're going to rely on uh, when there's a crisis? Maybe there's a part that maybe they're part of your infrastructure from an IT standpoint uh, and they're critical to that process. Uh, maybe it's, you know, your law enforcement partners within the community as it relates to physical events. Uh, maybe it's the regulators um, that uh, will come knocking. Do you have good relationships with them so it's really important that you understand and have those relationships built out ahead of time so some of the stakeholders may include your employees of course number one stakeholder 
need to make sure that uh, uh, the employees are happy and comfortable. Uh, customers, of course, law enforcement, regulators, media, uh, critical vendors. Again, as I mentioned, as it relates to uh, your infrastructure as well as other critical components of your response uh, planning. And what about others? Um, so a good exercise to go through is to sit down with your team and identify who they may be, uh, create some kind of log uh, or stakeholder register where you can document who they are um, and you can find out um, you know, any gaps that you may have as it relates to um, your stakeholders because they really are critical um, once, it, uh, once it's time to respond. So again, number three, not understanding who your stakeholders are and uh, being able to manage them. Number four, not creating situational awareness as soon as possible uh, during the crisis. So again, another really uh, interesting one here. Um, you know, we need to make sure that we understand what's going on throughout the life cycle of uh, the incident. So from the very beginning uh, to the very end, it's having a good understanding. And that means we have to monitor and collect data throughout the whole period. And we have to make sense of that data. There's often a lot of noise coming and going um, from uh, during the issue during the crisis so we need to filter through that and make sure we understand uh what we're what we're what we're think what we're seeing um and then we process that accordingly so many organizations struggle uh with that there are lots of tools out there actually that help uh filter through uh, a lot of that noise and help you create situational awareness uh from the very start but uh, maintaining it is really important as well so number four not creating situational awareness as soon as possible during the crisis Number five, the inability to make timely decisions. So, and again, another common mistake that um, you know not making decisions in a timely uh, fashion is uh, you know a, a, you know often a mistake that organisations uh, do make. And uh, you know this is often due to a number of factors, such as not having enough information or not being able to agree on the courses of action to take based on the information that you have. So often these situations can be very difficult and, and diverse and dynamic, um, and you are having to make quick decisions uh, as a crisis team. So being able to practice that and being able to go through your simulation exercises will help you uh, come up with a decision-making methodology uh, that will really help your you and your organization make the right decisions in a timely fashion. So again, number five, the inability to make timely decisions. Number six, not having uh, tools and resources available. We see this quite often. Again, you know, some, some of our tabletop exercises that we run, simple tabletop exercises uh, where a team will walk through a scenario uh, to manage an event. And then, you know, they'll often get caught out with not documenting that event, uh, not being able to provide updates uh, in a um, organized uh, fashion, uh, not having an incident action plan or having a location such as a virtual security operations center or a physical location a war room or an emergency operations center where they can manage all of this um you know all of this in terms of the process um, and those resources that um, you should have so so again you know think about those what those resources might be you may have them built into your plans already if you do practice them during your next uh your period of exercises that are coming up or during real events as they start to unfold get the tools out and get uh, practicing with them and there should be somebody um, a crisis coordinator that oversees uh, your tools and resources Resources. So again, number six, not having tools and resources available. Number seven, uh, the seventh reason why um, uh, organizations fail uh, during uh, crisis management or in crisis management, number seven is not having 
crisis communication planning included in your overall planning. So, you know, really important. We've got the operational response to the crisis, and then we have the communication element as well. So we need to blend those two together. Quite often, an operational crisis will require, in fact, all the time, typically, uh, will require a communication, um, you know, response. So it's really important that we get the communication element uh, spot on. Some organizations have a separate crisis communication plan, and that's good. And they have a crisis communication team managing that plan. Obviously, we want to make sure that team works with our, you know, the remainder of the cross-functional team in the organization uh, as we work through uh, the various different challenges that we may have uh, during a crisis. So your communications plan should include uh, who's all who's overall responsible for communicating during the crisis, what channels are going to be used, are you going to go through management, um, obviously email, social media, how are you going to reach those different audiences and who are those audiences? If you remember, we go back to what was it now, number three, understanding your stakeholders. Uh, it's really important that uh, you know the crisis communication team uh, or teams understand who they are as well from a communication perspective. What information needs to be communicated? That's really important. Uh, when should information be communicated? And these are just examples of uh, what should be in your plan. How uh, often should these updates be provided? Uh, and then um, templated press releases for the most common crises you may face. Uh, that's a common uh, practice that we see as well. So number seven, not having crisis communication planning included in your overall planning. Number eight, if you don't conduct regular exercises, you um, you won't know what gaps exist. So uh, as you know, here at PreparedX, that's what we do. Uh, the vast majority of our time is uh, walk, uh, help organizations, um, you know, plan exercises, deliver exercises, evaluate on them and everything in between. So those regular exercises build that muscle, muscle memory. You hear that um, oft often. So if an event actually comes to, comes to fruition, a real crisis, then hopefully we can step into those roles and be better. To, um, better prepared for uh, responding um, to those um, those crises, those different crises that may come uh, and impact us. So it's important that we understand um, and we run our exercises on a regular basis because you know this will allow us uh, and help you really identify gaps uh, that's in your plans, your policies and procedures. It'll help test those plans and flush any any um, any capabilities that are missing out. So you can come up with an after action report that will detail what was uh, what went wrong during the exercise, so you can improve before the actual crisis hits. Uh, make sure your team is prepared. Of course, that's you know why we do these, and uh, you know it builds trust really as well amongst the team so you feel more confident when you come together um, when making these decisions you can determine what works and what doesn't work in terms of your response capabilities and then you can develop new and improved plans and procedures so quite often um, we've uh, run exercises uh, and from those exercises uh, organizations of reels realize that because a critical process is is really important to them in terms of their response they've had to build a separate procedure or even in some cases a separate plan as it relates to um, you know the, the result from an exercise so lots of great stuff that comes out a uh, great product that comes out of, of running exercises. So you can get more information on how to run exercises, certainly uh, through our uh, tabletop exercise page on our website. And we'll add a link in here uh, to that um, in a second. Uh, number so yeah so number eight then was if you don't conduct regular simulation exercises you won't know what gaps exist so you know start running those exercises now and again if you need a hand uh, in developing an exercise program then feel free to reach out.
Number nine, not having trust throughout the crisis management team. So I briefly touched on it in a, in a previous, um, you know, reasons why um, organizations fail at crisis management. So, but in this particular one, um, you know, we, we need to make sure we build that trust. And it's not just with our team, um, it's throughout the whole organization and beyond. And, and that goes back to the stakeholders we touched on earlier on. So some ways, uh, build, some ways to build trust in your team are, communicate openly and frequently so that's especially important for employees when you're communicating with employees if if employees don't get um, your regular information from you during a crisis within your organization uh, they again will make some assumptions and start to talk or some of them will uh, and that won't be uh, good in terms of uh, the, what information they're sharing so give them uh, timely and accurate information transparent about decision making uh, is another one encourage input from all members so some great uh, leadership um, members of the team would have some great ideas out there so allow that uh, freedom in terms of being able to bring in other team members um, to you know, provide input in terms of uh, the response. Make sure everyone understands their roles and responsibilities, delegate authority, follow through on uh, commitments, and then recognize and reward good performance and provide constructive feedback. So that will help. Um, but uh, number nine, uh, not having trust throughout the crisis management team is again, another one of those areas where organizations uh, seem to fail uh, at crisis management. And finally, number 10, not being capable to adjust to an evolving crisis. So failing to be flexible is another common challenge in crisis management, uh, not being able to adjust to evolving events throughout the whole life cycle of the crisis. You may, be able, you may respond well initially, but then as the crisis continues to evolve and get more complex, uh, some organizations seem to struggle. And even in the initial part, I think we see, often see organizations struggling in those first few hours, those first few moments, as something is uh, fast-paced um, in front of them, and uh, you know their ability to bring the team together to send out those initial notifications, communicate with the various different stakeholders, um, act even activation of the team and getting on the same page, um, you know that that just practicing that alone will help you prevent, um, you know, you know, um, not being able to uh, respond to evolve, evolving, evolving crises. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, re really important uh, one and, uh, and one that you can really um, practice uh, through your simulation exercises and, uh, you know, making those exercises a little bit more complex each time. Uh, and, and um, you know, as it, again, based on, based on your environment, based on your organization um, will really help you adapt to different situations and uh, will, will you put you put you in good stead in terms of uh, your ability to you know respond and, and manage and come through the end of, uh, of a crisis so there we are there are the 10 reasons organizations fight fail in crisis management i'll just touch on them again not having a crisis management plan was number one uh, not having a crisis leader uh, is number two number three not understanding who your stakeholders are not creating situational awareness is number four. Number five, the inability to make timely decisions. Number six, not having tools and resources available. Number seven, not having crisis communication planning included in your overall planning. 
is number seven. And number eight is if you don't conduct regular simulation exercises, you won't know what gaps exist. Number nine, not having trust throughout the crisis management team. And finally, number 10, not being capable to adjust to an evolving crisis. So there you are. There are the 10 reasons organizations fail at crisis management and uh, we will have some more information uh, linked to this in terms of tabletop exercises as well as our crisis management uh, planning services so take a look uh, underneath uh, the post um, on our website or wherever you're listening to this you can link back to our website and find more information on prepared exercise services so that is it for episode 104 of the prepared x podcast wherever you're listening to this please rate us and uh, provide some feedback we'd love that um wherever you might be listening to this i know there's a hundred different places where you may be listening to this but uh, we'd love your feedback and uh, love to for you to share this with anyone who you think might uh, find this uh, information useful we appreciate your time for listening in today that's all until next time have a safe day 